0: All right, so I want to kind of start us off a little different than we normally do and talk about our actual podcast sponsor.
1: Ooh, all right.
0: So Warrior Axe Coffee, coffee that is local to us here in South Carolina by a veteran couple. Uh, the husband is law enforcement retired, and the wife is now Air Force retired.
1: Hey, all right.
0: So they've got different brand or. What is it? Not brands, roasts that they do. They do a light, medium, and dark roast, both bean and pre-grind. Um, me and the misses uh, kind of like the uh, bean now because we have got a grinder and everything. But I gave you a bag a while back.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. It is currently still in my freezer, waiting for me to try.
0: God. I don't what the hell
1: I know this is what happens when you work nights you sleep just enough till you have to you have an hour left to go to work
0: and then you know what you could do you could set a timer on the coffee maker to make sure it starts boiling up and getting everything ready and dribbling down for you right before you get up up.
1: I am not touching my roommate's coffee maker I want to live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so guys, gals things, thems, theys make sure you go check out our sponsor at warrioraxecoffee.com and uh, tell us what you think if you get a bag and now for part two of Apocalypse woohoo <laughs> what we were kind of talking about prior to this was that he wouldn't, he didn't necessarily e- enhance their powers. Like he, he expanded it or he added to it. Yeah. Um, for storm, I think he enhanced it or unlocked it kind of like what he did with Eric later on.
1: Yeah. Because like
0: stuff that she wasn't able to control yeah, that she yeah. now is able to control.
1: Yeah, because at first when we meet her, she has naturally dark black hair? Dark brown black hair?
0: Something like, something the natu- like her the natural Her natural, natural regional hair.
1: And then once he does whatever he does, whatever you want to call it. Is when
0: her hair turns white. Right. Um, with Angel, when Angel was brought into the fold, because that was the first one that Storm and Psylocke with Apocalypse Go and Retrieve is Angel. Right. Um instead of his natural feathered white wings, it, he's transformed into a metal-winged version like, which is a part of the alternate universe of the animated series which you can see right here kind of the original intro uh behind me on the Dvu Pixel 64. Yeah. Um
1: like ribs out and all, that was. Ooh.
0: Yeah, like that it. It it attacked him. Oh, full blown. Basically, off. pulling a Wolverine on Angel. Yeah, yeah. Transferring bone, everything to, um, some type of metallic.
1: Strong metallic, I
0: guess. Yeah, and then Psylocke. They didn't really show. Because she was the first to join Apocalypse outside of Storm. I don't
1: think he did anything to her because...
0: I don't think he enhanced her at all because she was very powerful prior to joining up with the group.
1: Oh, wait, wait. When she was defending Caliban because she had her sword to Storm's throat and then her... Just call it a lightsaber.
0: Yeah, her lightsaber. Her
1: lightsaber, like, extended out of to her it. arm. Was it her arm? I thought it was well, just well, fist. Uh,
0: her fist. Her arm/slash fist. Because yeah. she's got two versions. She's got a blunt type, because it's more like a a beam that's uh, extended from her essence, kind of thing.
1: Yeah we'll, call, yeah, we'll go with that. But
0: she's able to control its length, its width, its. Design. Yeah, because because when she does her palm out like this, it looks more bladed or sword-like, and then when she fists it out, it's more like a lightsaber where it's more blunt type.
1: Yeah, because um, when she did that during that scene, he touched, he touched it and like it like amplified, start like glowing. So maybe he like only. Y'all butchering... Oh, shut up, Griff. Um,
0: We're talking movie here as well.
1: Yeah, we're not talking about the actual one. Because that's just a whole different...
0: Because she's an energy-based mutant.
1: Yeah. So, I think maybe... I think maybe just enough for her to teleport. Because I'm not entirely sure...
0: She was able, she was to, able prior. to do
1: that prior. So I think that was... The,
0: the enhancement.
1: Yeah, the enhancement for her in the movie.
0: So moving forward, they get to Angel. He transforms into a metal version of himself. Right. And then they go to uh, afterwards, because I, I know we're skipping more in-between scenes that, are kind of irrelevant at this point. They go to Eric in the factory. Right. After he's trying to, he goes there with the initial thought of getting revenge on the humans for, or certain humans. Let me rephrase this. Certain humans, because the way he goes in there, it's not like he's going after all the factory workers. He's going after the ones that basically reported him to the authorities. Yeah. But he wants to make a scene of it. And he's still you could see it in his eye in the character's eyes that he's not wanting to kill people, he's just wanting to punish them.
1: Yeah, I think if Charles, because the only part that we did skip was when Raven came back to the house, told Charles what happened to Eric, they went to go use Cerebro to find Eric. Yes. So like if I think if Charles had gone to Eric Before Apocalypse did.
0: It might have stopped him.
1: Might have stopped him.
0: But Apocalypse, Storm, Psylocke, and Angel show up in their teleport from uh, Apocalypse. And they're like, I'm here to... Or they talk to him. It's like, what are you doing, Eric? Or they didn't say Eric, but what are you doing? I'm here to enact revenge. Oh, well, let me help you. And he just... Virtually snaps his fingers, apocalypse does, and they all drop, fucking dead. And he's like, no,
1: they all get like sucked into the, into the floor.
0: Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. They all dr- literally drop, and yeah. they're dead. And crazy. he's like, well, fuck.
1: Those weren't, yeah, those weren't yours to kill. Those were mine. Blah 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 blah.
0: And he's like, oh, okay. And then they, sh- Eric and them, get there. I think. They, to watch him walk and join him.
1: They. He convinces Eric to come with him for better revenge <laughs> because of his ability to treat my face. Holy crap. <laughs> for all our audio listeners. Joker just, like, vaped straight to my face, and there was, like, a cloud of smoke coming at me.
0: It's not smoke. It's vapor, and uh, God, you vape God. yourself, so fuck off. At least I... I was I'll... trying to shoot it <laughs> behind you, okay?
1: You missed. Like <laughs> that guy with the bow and arrow shut out.
0: Face shot.
1: <laughs> hey, maybe that would have been better. Um. <laughs> so, anyway... Apocalypse. They collect him. Yeah. Apocalypse convinces Eric to come with him, and when they do, Apocalypse takes him to Auschwitz and tells him that he is more than what he seems. He could do more. And so, like, Eric, with Apocalypse hands, goes down to the ground, you know, feel the metal in the war- earth, blah, 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 blah.
0: I.e., in the scene... Apocalypse isn't directly enhancing Eric, but more motivationally enhancing Eric.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Because I think Eric's the only one he didn't enhance
0: fully. Because he had it in him to do that. He just mentally did not think about trying it. Same concept was during uh, Days of Future Past when... Eric raises the submarine. First class. Was it first class?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, either cool. way, the, the when Between... Actually raising something out of the water. Oh, yeah, because he Wait. doesn't actually raise it until they're in the plane, and he pulls it out of the water.
1: Was it between, like, anger and serenity, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the
0: in-betweens.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, this is just him motivating him with his charismatic voice trying to get him to unlock it himself because he already has unlocked it. It's just he doesn't know he has because he doesn't play...
1: Full control.
0: Full control. Yeah. So they do that they at Auschwitz.
1: Yep. And Eric basically destroys Auschwitz with all the metal. And Apocalypse goes into this huge speech about how they're... Everything will fall, basically. Mm -hmm. Everything they've built.
0: Playing to Eric's anger. Right. Now, we are going to skip quite a few different scenes throughout, but it moves into them understanding who Apocalypse was during ancient Egypt. All the quote-unquote good guys find out the four horsemen and everything else, and then, of course, um, the new four horsemen end up being... Psylocke, Storm, Angel, and Magneto. They end up going to Egypt and virtually destroying the modern parts of Egypt to make the new pyramid. This is mid-movie already, and we're at the last few scenes because they're very long scenes.
1: Yeah, because... Kind of important because this is how he knows about Charles. Is when Charles finds Eric and talks to him telepathically.
0: And during that process of making the new pyramid,
1: we don't actually see him build the pyramid.
0: Well, what I was saying was, is like when Eric is near Apocalypse, Eric talks to Er, Or excuse me, Charles talks to Eric in the presence of Apocalypse. Apocalypse feeds off of that. Yeah, because he's touching
1: up Angel's armor.
0: Yeah. Sees everything that's going on with Eric talking to himself blah blah blah. Taps into it and then realizes, oh wait, there's someone more powerful as a psychic and a telepath. I need him.
1: So they go to him. Alex, poor Alex, after raving havoc on because they're in
0: they're in cerebro mm-hmm. apocalypse goes through Eric to Charles Charles is saying destroy it, and that's when Alex Scott's brother destroys the original or the the cerebro that's in the um school in the basement of the school mm-hmm they pull everybody out and then of course apocalypse and his band of brothers show up in the teleport style snatch up Charles Charles and Alex tries to save everything and is closest to the blast when he goes supernova kind of thing
1: yeah and at the like the last second when he uses his power through his chest because we've seen that he can use it through his fists, Mm -hmm. but he uses it through his chest, misses it by like half a second and hits the plane.
0: Which goes Nova and starts to destroy the school.
1: Then we get into a really fun scene. I got to admit. Yes. That was was such a fun scene. So, uh,
0: Quicksilver, um, Peter Maximoff is coming to the school. To meet up with everybody mm-hmm. to, or meet Charles to try to get to Eric. Mm-hmm. And he sees it in the process of, like, oh, fuck, shit's happening. Yeah. Goes super quick through the school, starts saving people on the way back out. Yep. Throwing kids out the window, uh,
1: carrying a dog with a pizza in its mouth. <laughs>
0: Pug. It's a, a pug. pug. Was it a pug? Okay. Yes, it was absolutely a pug because it was the fucking ugliest dog I've seen in this movie yet. I thought
1: it was like a small boy. And bug, his
0: little okay. eyes. Oh. like <gasps> <sighs> That
1: was so funny, though. <laughs>
0: um, Throws the kissing kids oh, out, God, was... separates them first, and throws them in different directions.
1: And then the kid who's doing his hair in the bathroom, <laughs> like it looks both of his hands and like...
0: Spikes it up.
1: Spikes it up. It up. <laughs> And I'm like, dude. It <laughs> manages to get everyone out
0: except for Alex,
1: who was closest to the blast. And then, like, because Gene, Scott, Nightcrawler, and somebody else—we don't—I don't really know who. Uh,
0: I don't remember either who was with them because they all went to the mall.
1: Yeah, to live a little.
0: Yeah, because Kurt's
1: never been to the mall. Yeah, so they go on out. Blah blah blah. Coming back. They come back with the school. School destroyed. Scott looks for his brother. Hank tells him Alex was the. Co-
0: never mind, because you going said there. Jean. You said Jean. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh wait, Jean Scott, Nightcrawler, and some Asian looking girl.
1: Yeah, it was never. It was never confirmed. Mm. Um. So they all come back. They realize, you know. Hank tells Scott, Alex was close to his blast because he doesn't see him, and Quicksilver's like, I got everybody out. You know, he runs to the crater, realizes his brother's gone. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then, because Moira was there, and all of a sudden, this helicopter comes out of nowhere. Saying, "We're here to give medical attention, medical help," and then, then like, "I got this, I got this." And, and he it, like, hello, and you it know. turns
0: out to be Striker's crew.
1: As soon as like it's confirmed, because like he his head's down.
0: Young Striker, young, young Striker, very young, it, like, like Vietnam Striker. When yeah. uh, Mystique goes to pull the kids out from the camp at. They were about to throw in Stryker's facility.
1: From Days of Future Past. Yes.
0: So it's young, young Striker.
1: So you don't realize it's him until the last minute, because like, his head's down. He takes off his hat, sunglasses. He looks up. Mystique realizes who it is. And then, you know, they send out this sonic blast that knocks everybody out. And... But all except for Scott, Gene, and Nightcrawler who were over by the wreckage. So as everyone's laying out unconscious, 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 if I can speak the words. Um, Stryker goes through the crowd, all the kids and everybody, and says, I want her, which is Moira Metagart. Wants Raven, because in this unconscious state, she is back to her blue, red-haired self, her natural form. Hank and Quicksilver. He wants all four of them. Uh, Hank, Mystique, Moira, Quicksilver. Yeah, all four of them. And tells him he wants fane. So, as they're in the as they're loading them up, they're doing one final sweep, and there's a soldier that is about to discover Nightcrawler, Scott, and Jean, but Jean uses her telepathy, and you know, cloaks the guard's mind, making the him see nothing.
0: Oh, so you're in the facility now.
1: Uh, just about to get to the part where they um
0: meet Logan. No, <laughs> when
1: they get well, when they get into the helicopter.
0: Oh, oh, you oh, when they're jumping into the helicopter after transporting, um, Nightcrawler teleports them in, and then they try to get everybody and teleport out, but they turn on the electrical field, which we were talking about earlier. Right. Well, they wait. They go to the facility, get locked up. But, of course, Nightcrawler, Gene, and Scott don't because Gene's blocking minds of everybody. Right. So, McTaggart, Beast, uh, Quicksilver. Mystique. And Mystique are locked up in, in a big one. We see Stryker show up and then, of course... Um, as the other kids are trying to maneuver their way around stealthily, they come across the containment of Logan post mind Wipe.
1: You know what I just realized, though? The thing's supposed to nullify their powers, right? Because when they wake up, Beast is all blue, because Quicksilver, like, freaks out seeing him because he's only seen him as a human. Yeah. Why is Mystique still looking human?
0: Ooh. No, just no, no, it? no. Remember in.
1: Because in... when she was knocked no, no. out, she was. No, no, it was, was based on
0: a serum. It was based on serum for Beast at this point. Because he, remember, he used the serum oh. to not be blue. He didn't take his dosage, okay. so it wore off in the process.
1: Okay. Well, cool. Because uh, it, it was just, it confused me because, like, when she's knocked out, she's blue. So when she goes in... When she
0: comes back, she's human-looking.
1: Yeah, and even though it's supposed to nullify the powers...
0: It's a containment field, basically. Kind of like the cage. Inside okay. of the area, it doesn't nullify it. But with Beast...
1: Because of the serum. Okay.
0: Because of his serum wearing off is why he okay. is furry.
1: Okay, because I, like I just thought about it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Not right, but okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right, so they're in the facility. Gene finds Logan.
0: Yeah, so Gene, Scott, and Nightcrawler, or not Nightcrawler. Yeah, Nightcrawler. Yeah, they find Logan's containment. It gets unlocked. He's released.
1: Yeah, he's about to, like, go ape shit on them, but she uses her mind to
0: kind of direct him other ways, like out. Yeah. And he goes ape shit on everybody else in the facility. Really? And in the process, they release everybody else. And and it actually, that, that was funny. That was a funny scene. Because when they get to him, they're like, hey, da-da-da-da-da. Duh, 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 oh, back away.
1: Kurt's like, yeah, back up. But they can't hear him. And he's trying to, because he doesn't know what button to hit for the intercom. He's like, back up, back up. And, and then right know.
0: in the last second, Quicksilver's like, Oh,
1: (laughs) and then Scott Scott busts down the door.
0: No, he doesn't bust it down, he blows the fucker off the hinges. (laughs)
1: He just boom right off, and everyone's like, Oh, okay,
0: (laughs) yeah, that was that was a funny part of that, too. And then, um, but yeah, right before that, of course, uh, they leave or Logan is at the exit door, and Logan's. Now, this is where it doesn't work for me as well because um, this is, according to the way the scene was set up with Logan, Mm -hmm. this is post-animantium, not post-headshot. Because in Origins, he doesn't lose his memory on the animantium transfer. He loses his memory from the headshot of the bullet later.
1: Yeah. It but
0: this one, post-Animantium, he loses his memory because he's still hooked up to everything.
1: It kind of fits, though, with um, the original movies. But because again, with the original movies, he loses his memory from... Adam but
0: remember, this is a different timeline. That's why I was. That's why I don't like this one.
1: So it fits the old movies, but not Origins. Correct. My brain hurts.
0: Exactly.
1: My brain hurts.
0: This is why you can tell that the X Men cinematic series was, in all intents and purposes, the redheaded stepchild to Marvel so now we move on to post all of this this is the kids and the x-men with everybody minus magneto getting ready for the final battle they got uniforms they got a new bird because the uh Blackbird was destroyed from Alex. Yep. The the all-knowing, all-beautiful fucking X-Men bird is destroyed now. Right. And they're preparing, they've got uniforms for everybody, literally everybody on the team. Yeah. And they are trying to prepare themselves.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I don't care. I got it.
0: So they're preparing preparing themselves. And by this point, of course, Magneto is now a full-blown part of the group. Yep. Charles is with them as well. Apocalypse uses Charles to talk to the world. Literally the world. Every single living being in the world.
1: I'm paying attention.
0: And they are... He's sending the message to the world. Yep. The only one that realizes that it's not actually Charles as far as what... Like, him actually saying this willingly is Mm -hmm. Gene. And by this point, also, Magneto's started to do major damage to the globe with his magnetic abilities all over the world. Everywhere from Australia to Russia. Like, literally opposite ends of the globe in every aspect. Like, San Francisco... New York. New York, Russia, England. um, Everywhere. Africa. Anywhere. Like, he's pulling all the materials out, and it's coming into Egypt, where they're at.
1: Every single piece of metal, which we're coming up to where I realized.
0: Where we both really realized.
1: Because you didn't realize it at first, either, because you were like, huh. So... Cause I made a comment of how gruesome this movie would really be is all the metal he's pulling
0: came out of humans from the iron in our bodies or any additives.
1: Yeah. And so then the other, uh, thing I realized was the plane, like all this metal is being pulled. It's, you know, all of it's,
0: but the new version of the X wing flies right up to him.
1: Completely fine. Completely, Hank's completely in control, except for, like, a little turbulence. But But there's
0: no stutter, there's no diversions because of the magnetic pulls, anything.
1: Nothing. And, like, it took me watching it (laughs) this time around after watching it many, 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 many times to realize, why isn't that metal plane affected by what Eric is doing, like
0: but everything else the in sydney australia the the amphitheater or the the museum and the theater completely destroyed because all the metals being ripped out of it the golden gate bridge the water or the metal in the in the ground is coming up through the bridge and pulling yep. the cars but the plane is not being affected yeah. and then on top of that after they land the rubble shows rebar yeah. rebar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like
0: rebar frames just sitting there, not shaking, not stuttering, nothing.
1: Exactly. And I'm like how? Why? Where?
0: As far as the plane not being magnetic.
1: When do they explain that? Please tell me where
0: pull up a scene or a clip we'll gladly reference that it's but until then it's still it's still a thought yeah. why is none of this especially being in such close proximity all with all the rubble none of the rebar with in close proximity is being sucked up but during the initial destruction every little bit of it was yeah so Now, granted, there are magnetic fields that cause the rings. The rings are based on the magnetic fields in a saucer size (laughs) um, form that come up, cause the rings all over the world. Yeah. But it still doesn't take into consideration that it was materials coming out of the earth in random locations and then eventually forming into the said magnetic rings.
1: Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. The design on that was... Weird. Really... Well, I well, yeah, weird, but also really cool. Yeah. The way they did it.
0: So, we get to... They've landed, and now they're trying to infiltrate the new pyramid the, that has been created as a shrine or what have you to Apocalypse. Right. And they've got... Charles and Apocalypse in the middle getting ready to transfer Apocalypse's essence and conscience into Charles's body to absorb him. Right. Of course, um, first one to realize what's going on is uh, Jean because she still is connected to Charles Mm -hmm. since his broadcast across the globe. Yep. And Nightcrawler, or excuse me, Quicksilver and Raven. Raven are sitting at the front of the plane next to the pilot, who is Beast, or Hank, looking at the magnetic field around Eric. Right. So, of course, the impromptu of Leader being Matt uh mystique says y'all get um nightcrawler in the pyramid to extract charles me and quicksilver go and deal with eric right well of course in the process um they fight psylocke and storm and angel the bird goes down eventually thanks to uh Things, um, a nice little fight on the bird.
1: Oh, I was, oh, I thought it was funny because Nightcrawler, well, Nightcrawler manages to get into the pyramid. Angel comes in, they teleport out, blah blah blah, and they're fighting. I thought it was funny because like there's like this like rebarbed concrete kind of cage thing. Nightcrawler's on one side, he's oh, yeah. on the other, and he's got his tail, and so like Kurt like whips his tail towards him, and like Angel hits his head right on the rebar was knocked right out. And, I'm like, and it was
0: literally really? just a hit like that. <laughs> I mean, it's like,
1: it wasn't even, there you was should have
0: n- had a V8 bitch. <laughs> like Doing. no
1: blood. Cause when we see him again, there's nothing on his forehead. No, no bruise, not
0: even a knot. I mean, if you're going <laughs> to impact something to knock you out right on the front <laughs> of your dome piece, there's going to be a knot, <laughs> especially dome. after like 20 minutes. Yeah.
1: Nothing and it was hilarious.
0: It's like, <laughs> ding!
1: And he's out. So uh, he made, you know, Nightcrawler manages to get back in, you know, and gets Charles before it was too late. And one by one, Nightcrawler gets Hank from getting his. Ass handed to him by Psylocke because he he was he was getting his butt oh handed to him. God. That was that was bad. And
0: Beast is supposed to be one of the strongest of the X Men.
1: Uh, apparently not because that was like yo.
0: Because even Beast going up against uh, Colossus in like a sparring match, he gave Colossus a run for his money, but he can't whoop the ass of a fucking evil Jedi bitch <laughs> that has no psychic ability, no strength outside of her. She has maneuverability and an energy sword or staff or whatever. that and fucking ropes. Co- And ropes. Oh. Because
1: that's what she used to, yeah, like, well, strangle them.
0: <laughs> but literally, outside of her mutant ability, which is just an energy version of whatever the fuck she wants, she has no strength. She's mobile, but she's not that quick.
1: Yep. And but
0: Beast, it's like Beast going up against um what's her tits.
1: Beast did more damage against Azazel than he did against Psylocke. Exactly,
0: and Azazel's stronger than Psylocke. Yeah. But it's like uh, Colossus going up against what's her tits in uh, the Deadpool movie. He is so much stronger. Angel. <laughs> Oh yeah, Angel. <laughs> That's right. I forgot this. What they fucking called her? Oh my god! They reused that name so much. But again,
1: oh, the Angel, fem- Dust. Angel, to be Angel Dust. It's Angel Dust. But they only call her Angel. Yeah.
0: So Angel Dust, yes, is a strong like person. Yeah. But Colossus is so like he has gone head to head with Juggernaut and won.
1: Yeah, because once Juggernaut stops or starts, he can't stop.
0: But Colossus has gone against Juggernaut and won. But he's getting his ass whooped by Psylocke.
1: Yeah, and then, like, so Nightcrawler comes in at the last minute.
0: Snatches his ass up before he gets whipped again.
1: (laughs) Gets Scott. Um, I think Jean, Jean was on the plane. Jean was on the plane. She never left the plane. Um, because she was, you know, uh, dabbing the cut that Charles has on the side of his head. So they're all about to leave. They're up in the air, and in comes An- Psylocke and Angel.
0: So Angel scoops up Psylocke off the building where they where she was left, jump up on top of the plane. Psylocke opens up a breech ho- breach hole in the top rear of the cabin and angel goes in. Yep. And of course nightcrawler teleports or is attempting to teleport everybody out. What was interesting about that is to me that what put me off was he was acting as if it was already electrified in a sense to where it was like the uh, cage.
1: Well, he's never done that many people before either.
0: Oh, that's right! It was he, everybody at once is why he was having the difficulty. Yeah, because
1: he's never done that many people before. Because he, he, because this nightcrawler has because during when they were in the facility, mm-hmm. he couldn't teleport where he couldn't see. Yeah. So that was another, uh, uh
0: limitation.
1: Limitation, and then this one is he's never done. Let's see, Hank. Moira, Jean, Scott, Charles, Mystique, and then himself. That's seven people, if you count him.
0: No, Mystique wasn't in the plane. Oh, that's she right. She was still. So was she was six. still with Quicksilver at at Eric, Scott.
1: Hank, Moira, Scott, Jean, Jean, Charles, and himself. So six people. Yeah, so six people, including himself, six people at once. That's. E.
0: So he was flickering, in the process of flickering. That's when Gene pushes the controls to a nosedive, throws Angel back, and he
1: starts to get back up again.
0: Yeah, and then um, he falls forward
1: as they as,
0: as they've already because he's trying to charge them before they disappear.
1: Yeah, so... he misses
0: them, goes to the front of the cabin just as it's about to. Impact boom, Psylocke releases, and I was like, How? Like, they're probably 20,000 feet. I say feet, not meters, but feet.
1: They're they're pretty, they're they're
0: well, not 20,000, they're they're maybe like 5,000 feet, 20
1: stories up because that was a big building that she used her ability to slide down.
0: That was like an eight story, and that's rare in Egypt, that's still standing. Okay. So it like, was a so six eight. to eight-story building that she okay. uses her energy sword or saber or whatever to kind of scale the building down, like Logan would have with his claws.
1: Yeah. So that's how she
0: survived. Because I
1: remember because I remember watching it, and you're like, "How is she supposed to?" And like, as soon as because she question, can't fly. Because as soon as the question left your mouth the scene came up and like she just like stabbed the hell of that building is just sliding all the way down yeah and at this point storm is somewhere in the building because she got
0: she got thrown remember she got beat up in the and cut off at the beginning before psylocke joined the fight
1: by scott right
0: well, Scott and Beast, okay. because she got thrown back, and then the car came at her. Psylocke cut the car in half, and that's where we left Storm at. Like she didn't join the fight after that.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Because I couldn't, because I couldn't really remember after all that. But it, so, after Psylocke basically slices the building in two, or at least that one face of it, and lands,
0: she fall. No, she didn't land. She fell like two stories. Knocked herself out
1: from oh, the yeah. way
0: she landed,
1: and yet she walked away perfectly fine. I'm gonna add that to her mutant abilities i'm gonna i'm gonna'm I'm gonna, that's how I'm gonna do it because like I don't know how else to like you fall and you walk away in style, yeah, like you saw how she walked away like the whole get up to like
0: at the very end
1: she just like walks away and I'm like,
0: yeah, but we sense. so. They're all in the little carpeted room on a destroyed building. Hiding from Cyclops. Yeah. No, not Cyclops. Jesus. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. He finally comes to after everything yeah. and teleports himself out into the open.
1: Realizing he has not switched.
0: Yeah. And then by this point, uh, or right after the crash, Mystique and Quicksilver go to to talk about, oh, well, we're going to fight for what we believe in. What are you doing? Yeah, Talking to Eric. Part.
1: Because this was, like, from the facility, it is now officially not, like, like known to everybody else, except for his mom and him, that Eric, in this existence. Universe, it, universe, existence, this timeline, is that he, that Eric is Peter's dad. So this is where... You know the big moment is is where he's gonna tell him, but he doesn't. He starts to, but then he changes his mind and says, "I'm here for my family too." Because he goes like, "I'm your, I'm here for my family too."
0: Yeah.
1: So after they do that, because they hear, I guess they hear. Uh, I think it was a, they hear apocalypse screaming out for Charles.
0: Yeah. Well, everybody hears it. Yeah. And. Uh, Mystique walks up in the essence of Psylocke. No?
1: It's a funny scene because it's all slowed down because we're watching Peter beat the crap out of Apocalypse until Apocalypse uses his power. That's right. (laughs) Grabs him
0: and then breaks his leg so he can't use his super speed anymore. Yeah, That was
1: funny, though. (laughs) That's right. We're just knocking him around.
0: (laughs) Just like this. Ding, ding, (laughs) ding. (laughs) <laughs> and then after he grabs Peter is when Silock walks up extends the sl- her it's the mental soul no, no
1: no no it's just the plain katana
0: That's it... right it is the katana extends the katana out at, like at Peter and then swipes left <laughs> and says swipes so left Fuck you, Apocalypse, and slices his throat, of course, which really doesn't do anything because of his last... uh, Which they
1: didn't know about.
0: Yeah, who can regenerate. So they take, and then that's when he grabs her, and it turns out to be Mystique.
1: And then that is when Storm, who's watching all this from a broken building, sees her hero.
0: Less than 200 feet behind...
1: (laughs) sees her hero, and it shakes her. It shakes her to go up against Apocalypse.
0: Which brings her back to the good side at this point.
1: And so, you know, after, you know, Charles gets the idea that they're still linked, so they're fighting mentally in the astral plane. Okay.
0: Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, so... Charles realizes he is still connected. He's like, "Oh." Lays back, all calm, cool and collected, closes his eyes and
1: just going to take a quick nap. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute.
0: <laughs> and then they're fighting,
1: which he is at the at first winning, uh, but then <laughs> loses like that, like oh in my an God. instant. Like so
0: fucking stupid. Like, I, dude,
1: come on, man.
0: Like why? Like, what was the fucking point of this? I mean, yeah, I get it. I think you're, it is. You're playing to just... time here, but you're in his mind, controlling his mind. Of course, he's kind of caught off guard initially, which is why he ends up dropping Mystique.
1: Yeah, because then he knows where he is because he, like, waves his hand and, like, the building face that they're in, like, dematerializes. Yeah. And so that happens. And oh as they're mentally fighting, God. Charles is getting his ass handed to him. Apocalypse is walking towards them. But then Eric comes out and makes a giant X with two metal... Eye beams. Eye beams, which I thought was... So I thought that was, but cool. so
0: convenient that everything around them is fucking destroyed, but perfectly good. Like hundred foot fucking eye <laughs> beams are just sticking out of the ground
1: now. <laughs> and so Eric, you know, Paco looks up and goes, "You betray me," and he goes, "No, I betrayed them," and starts using every single piece of metal.
0: Kind of distract him because he was using a force field to protect him from the debris that uh, Eric was throwing at him.
1: And then Beast and Scott join in, join quote-unquote, because Beast, all he did was get his ass thrown literally into a car and knocked out. Scott is using his beams. Yeah. He gets thrown to a wall, stuck to the wall like the two... Guys from when we first meet Storm. Mm -hmm. So Scott's stuck in a wall with his glasses on because he can only handle that much power at once. So Beast is unconscious. Cyclops is up against the wall, literally. Peter is stuck. Raymond's knocked unconscious. And Eric's trying...
0: I thought Storm saved the day on this one.
1: When they're teleporting away. Because this is... Then the part... This is... The next part is when... Um, Charles asks for help. From Jean. And then Jean comes into the mind. And he's telling her, let go. You know, Jean, let go. And then she just lets out this, like, power The phoenix. Scream. The phoenix just lets it all out. Because as we're watching her walk... In the astral plane, she's walking in real life. Mm-hmm. She's floating in midair.
0: That's when she gets her flying abilities.
1: That's when the phoenix comes out that we see, and it's literally like the last, in Last Stand where she's literally burning everything. Mm-hmm. And so as this is happening, and he's being healed and burned, heal and burned, Hank wakes up, breaks Scott out, yeah. Scott rips off the glasses and hitting with the beams and so he starts to teleport away like he teleported to the mansion Yeah, and Hank realizes he's going to get away. And that's when Storm comes in out of nowhere and uses her lightning to Stop break. Stop that. Yeah, it starts to break the um, force field I guess? The yeah. The force field of it all? That's breaking. He can't escape. And then, and then he melts basically yeah he just he melts from jean's power and then he's dead well dead i don't dead. know if he ever comes back but he's dead <sighs> and then moira gets her memories back and it was so beautiful not really it was just like really dude really
0: oh and don't forget um Peter does finally tell Eric that he's his son. Like, towards the end. Yeah, look. Peter decides... Oh, he decides not to tell him. I'm sorry. My apologies!
1: Yeah, not yet. So then they... During the ending scene, Eric and um, Charles talk... They're back to being friends. Eric leaves and Mystique is literally walking back and forth like a drill sergeant telling them they're not kids anymore. They're X-Men. And as they all turn around. Oh, you
0: forgot one part.
1: What part did I forget?
0: After uh, after the fight, yeah. Eric doesn't wake up. Huh? Eric doesn't wake up initially, and they're like, you mean, Charles doesn't wake up." I mean, up? yeah, Charles doesn't wake up. Okay. Excuse me, I, <laughs> I'm like, I've wait. been drinking. <laughs> yeah, uh, Charles doesn't wake up, and Jean. it's got it's got Moira and Hank like sad and confused. Jean walks up and says, "No, he is. I can feel him." They wake him up, and she re- or Eric Charles fuck releases Moira from her mental bond. Right. And she remembers everything.
1: There we go. Oh, I did forget that. Dang. Whoops. How bad.
0: So from there, then we go into the flashpoint.
1: To the school. after
0: Back to the school after everything settled down.
1: Oh, yeah, because I made a comment of um, if anything breaks in the house, they know they can blame either Magneto or Gene because they're the ones that built it, <laughs> put it back together again. Yes. So we see them rebuilding the school. That's when Storm comes up to Quilk Silver and says, Mystique told me he's your dad. Are you going to tell him? And he goes, no, not just yet, but I'm going to stick around. And then she decides to stay. And that's when the part where Mystique is going back and forth talking to Nightcrawler, Cyclops, Gene.
0: All Silver, the kids.
1: The kids. Yeah, basically the kids saying, you know, you're not kids anymore. You're X-Men. And what's Cool that I realized is that they are wearing the exact same outfits from
0: the the from yellow, the, the yellow and blue.
1: No, those costumes. Yeah.
0: yeah, the blue and yellow. It's blue and yellow.
1: Well, Scotts is.
0: Yeah, but it's but Nycrawl is the just like black. Red. Yeah, it's it's based on the canon. Of the cartoons.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Oh, they say Oreo. Oreo. Aurora. Aurora, yeah. Kurt and Peter.
1: That's um, Storm's actual name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause she turns around and she's got, like, her eyes are glowing and her yeah. fingertips are lit lit. So they go and fight the Sentinels. Which is
0: based on the scene where...
1: Confiscated. Oh, I'm sorry. Confiscated Sentinels. I can't
0: Yeah, because they were physical beings. They weren't the holographic ones. But it was based on the scene where Logan and Storm are training uh, Colossus and them from the last of the original cast. Yeah. And then I come in here, set everything up, and you see the post-credit scenes.
1: Yep, uh, basically men in black suits, I kid you not. This one guy with glasses, old guy with glasses, has a very, very, very shiny metal briefcase. I mean, that thing was glistening.
0: Thing glistening?
1: Was, that thing was shiny as hell. I'm like, dude! Come on! So, they're walking into the facility that they, um, you know, where the characters were held captive, and Logan escaped from, and so they go to, they open a door, and go into, like, where this, like, storage, storage thing is, and they take out a blood that is marked for DNA as Weapon X, which is Logan. hmm So, they take that, put it in the case, and leave, which is leading up to, basically, Logan.
0: The next movie. The
1: next movie. Which is on behalf of Essex Corporation, which is the I guess the big bad in Logan. Because um I haven't seen Logan.
0: It caused twelve or the little girl in Logan.
1: Yeah. So that's what it's leading up to.
0: Because Deadpool is officially weapon eleven. Yeah.
1: Okay, well then, who was the? What about the chicks with the long fingernails? And two. Was she nine? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure because I'm just like.
0: Because I wasn't
1: sure if she was before or after Origins.
0: Logan. They they claimed, or they tagged, Deadpool as eleven.
1: Okay, so she's. Nine. Logan's ten. Tim two. Yeah, Lady Deathstroke. So she's. She's nine. Logan's ten. Deadpool's eleven. Kid's because, 12. yeah.
0: Uh, fingernails and Logan were really at the same time, kind of thing. Because remember, you, he, uh, Stryker said, You're not the only one?
1: Yeah, but she was being controlled by Stryker because of the little. Yeah, I guess she's. Yeah, okay, she's nine.
0: But, so yeah, this all leads up to Logan or the the creation of the little girl who had the single blades. Was it two? Oh, yeah, it was two. That's right. Her, the her duel.
1: Her duel is similar to technically. It's
0: everything Logan, but instead of three, it's two.
1: Well, tech, Logan has a son in the comic books. Yes, with in the comics. two. Bone claws, I guess, the same as him. Yeah. So it's similar. Yeah. But anyway, so hers are. Yeah. Oh. All right.
0: So that is the movie. That is the movie. Deccan. Yeah, him.
1: Because he was with the Asian chick, right? Griff? The owl.
0: I have no idea what... All right, so we'll move on to fun facts now. To finish out this lovely episode, again, this is our recap of movie nine in the X-Men Cinematic Universe, X-Men Apocalypse, where we just finished uh, talking about the recap of all the events, major events primarily, that happened in the Apocalypse movie with the new cast. Yes, yes. And uh, if you want to check out our previous episodes where we cover the previous eight movies to include Deadpool, which the Deadpool falls in the line of the X-Men Cinematic Universe, you can uh, check out those VODs on YouTube.
1: That's on our list too, right? Deadpool too. Yes. Okay. That's
0: actually um, after Logan. Okay. I just before ran. Dark Phoenix. Um, But uh, YouTube... Madhouse Presents Group Therapy or check us out on any of your audio devices uh, where we do the podcast and we promote and host through Red Circle and you can get exclusives through there, by the way. So with that being said, we are going to go into the fun facts that we found thanks to vocal.media.
1: Okay, hold on real quick. That would be so cool if they actually added that into the movies, for Mora,
0: oh Maura her, being the mutant,
1: her no, her mutant power is that anytime she dies, she is reborn with all her memories. Hence, all the timelines. You know how cool that would be? Yeah, that would have made it a lot more. Like if she actually died, she could, like that is when her mutant ability awoke, awoken. Yeah, that would have been cool. All right, sorry.
0: Continue. So back to the fun facts again. Vocal dot media, geeks ten. Facts you might not know about the X-Men Apocalypse. So we, I kind of found this one on a whim versus looking at normal fun facts about the movies. But this is basically on the idea of the Apocalypse timeline slash character too. So Apocalypse was originally intended to be the Owl. What they have here is Apocalypse makes his debut in the shadows of the end of X-Factor in uh, comic comic series number five. To be revealed in the next episode, X-Factor team, the original incarnations of the X-Men reassembled, had been facing off against a mysterious conspiracy and Apocalypse was the mastermind behind it. Ironically enough, though, Writer Bob Layton had intended for the main villain to be a criminal mastermind known as the Owl. However, Layton left the book after after five issues, and it fell to Luis Simonson to pick it up. Editor Bob Harris requested the villain, or a villain, of a very different caliber. Hence, what we ended up with, apocalypse. Hmm. Okay. Uh, apocalypse is the fulfillment of social Darwinism.
1: Yeah, I to see that.
0: So, of course, social Darwinism is or Darwinism is the philosophy that takes the theory of evolution and applies it to the social society as a whole. Talking about, he is literally taking in uh, every essence of the previous version of himself and adding it to what he transfers his consciousness to. Basically, survival of the fittest. He takes all the best powers. Hence, why he was talking about Charles in the movie being the one thing. He actually needed the ability to see all, hear all, be all.
1: Which is kind of fascinating because he, I mean, for thousands of years, he has all these, like, he would have all these abilities, and yet, like, you can't find one like Charles? Yeah. After every single... Like I mean,
0: he's already found the ancient version of Logan. Why couldn't... Why has there never been... One a, like Charles. One like Charles that could... Unless they've like... Control late. the mines.
1: Or stayed hidden well enough.
0: Yeah. And talking to our chat, Griff... There's a problem with that scenario that you're pulling from. What source are you pulling from when you say Apocalypse is Scott Summers' brother? Because Alex Summers is his physical brother. And so is
1: Gabriel.
0: But Apocalypse, by definition of the lineage that they show him as the quote-unquote first mutant, the first mutant, thousands of years old, it is... Irrefic or unimaginably not his brother because of the time gap.
1: Because, like, Alex, because Scott's supposed to be the oldest. Scott's, uh, is in Scott. the
0: comics, Scott is the oldest. Alex is the younger brother, but in the movie He's version. He's the middle
1: brother. The youngest brother is Gabriel, who was taken by the aliens, correct. and became known as Vulcan. So that's why I'm like confused, because I thought I
0: I knew about all the brothers. Yeah, the main conflict between the movies that I've ever seen and the comics is that Scott is now the youngest of two, where in the comics, he's the oldest of three.
1: In the comics, he is his brother via time travel stupidity.
0: Well, if that's the case, then it def... Again, this is another spot where the comics don't line up with the cinematic movies.
1: I'd be surprised if it lined up like that.
0: Because also, here, it talks about what I've seen in the comics, where Apocalypse begins his life as a slave in ancient Egypt, or prior to ancient Egypt. He, he starts as a slave realizes his mutant abilities and starts transferring his essence into different mutants, gaining more and more power. And then it solidifies that concept in the comic series of days of future past. And hence in the end credits, as well as the four horsemen where he gains more and more power from transferring his essence or his consciousness, the immortality is where a lot of the confusion comes in because there are some that play along to the concept that he is an embodiment of and what you see is just armor on top of. But this is also one of many storylines in the comics because there is one particular that reference Apocalypse as an avatar... And there's a controller inside, kind of like what they did in The Wolverine with the Silver Samurai.
1: That was cool. His armor in the comics is celestial. See?
0: That keeps the embodiment, the consciousness inside of it alive.
1: Oh, well, there's a thing that says... Well, we just... Speaking of we just, it was revisited that, go down a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more. There we go. This idea was revisited in the X-Men arc, the Twelve, where Apocalypse possessed Cyclops. Oh. In the current comics, Apocalypse has fi- has finally been destroyed, but a teenage clone struggles to avoid becoming the same monster. Oh, that would be so cool if they made that into a movie.
0: Bringing Cyclops back as a clone?
1: Well, no, no, like a teenage apocalypse. Yeah. Not not him possessing Cyclops, but like bringing back a, a clone. Yeah. That'd be cool. Hmm. That would be interesting. <laughs> Maybe one of the most... Apocalypse may well be one of the most dangerous mutants of all time. No, really?
0: Well, I mean, he was considered <laughs> an Omega level.
1: How wrong they are.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got Jean, you've got Charles, you've got Magneto, and Storm.
1: Yeah. Like, you got a lot. I mean, even even Kitty Pride. I mean, yeah. with the way her powers develop from walking through walls to sending herself.
0: And others. And
1: others to the future. Or, or past. Whatever. Yeah, or past. But,
0: again she never fully had control of her powers. That's been mentioned multiple times. True.
1: Charles oh, yeah.
0: Although he traditionally battles the X-Men, Apocalypse was once hunted by Thor.
1: Oh, no, he once hunted Thor. Oh. Oh, poor Thor. Poor yeah. poor Thor.
0: So there's another... There's a crossover... In Marvel right there as well. Wouldn't that be fun to watch in a live action?
1: That would be interesting. Cinematic Marvel
0: go- Thor versus now fucking um, Moon Knight.
1: Could you imagine, though, like if they went to a certain period of time where Tony's still alive, but also Wanda? Could you imagine that? And then like, I know they did this in Wanda but then like, Peter and Wanda meeting,
0: oh like yeah, like his
1: actual like Peter, the X Men Peter, yeah, not what they created in Wanda not the
0: Marvel but, original Peter from the first from Ultron Age of Ultron,
1: no, not Pietro.
0: Yeah, That was the dumbest. Like, no,
1: I understand why they did it, but at Marvel the same time, fucked I'm up. Like, I'm sorry, no, Marvel brought, fucked they up. They should have brought regular Pietro back. They should have. There's almost a tradition of X-Men becoming Horsemen. Oh yeah, because technically, Angel is an x men An X-Man.
0: He was one of the first in the comics. They, they. Suck. He was oh God, they Angel. Archangel was the f- one of the first traditional X-Men that fought along Beast.
1: Brand new, including, oh, oh my God, hold on. In the latest issue of Extraordinary X-Men, we've just introduced to a new band of horsemen, including Deadpool, among their numbers. Colossus incredibly has either become the next apocalypse or another horseman. Could you imagine that? Like, increasingly enough, X-Men Apocalypse actually features two mutants becoming horsemen who in the comics have yet to do so, Magneto and Storm.
0: Because Storm was never bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Apocalypse once recruited the Hulk as a horseman.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine that? Oh
1: my god. <laughs>
0: In the Marvel Universe, the most powerful aren't necessarily mutants, and Apocalypse, as a result, has always been free to recruit horsemen from elsewhere. His most significant horseman was undoubtedly the Hulk. As war, the Hulk went head-to-head with the X-Men named Cable and took on the Juggernaut.
1: See, that doesn't surprise me, because the Hulk is, like, basically infinitely strong, and Juggernaut, like, even he has his limitations. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, that that doesn't really surprise me.
0: Oh, I remember this comic.
1: The Age of Apocalypse was launched by the death of Charles Xavier.
0: Hence in the...
1: Ooh. Yeah. Nice.
0: So... Uh, Perhaps the best critically received event X-Men books has ever had age of apocalypse saw the creation of an alternate timeline where apocalypse ruled and the catalyst had been a time traveling, uh, jaunt by Legion, who is the son of Charles Xavier, who had aimed to kill Magneto before the master of magnetism could ever Oppose the X-Men. Naturally, it went wrong. Legion killed his father by accident, and the power displayed in the battle led to Apocalypse to awaken from his cryogenic slumber. Apocalypse struck in in an age before heroes conquering the United States and establishing a harsh, dystopian reality. It was all eventually averted when the this reality's X-Men, assembled by Magneto, traveled back in time and killed Legion.
1: Dang! That's some shit right there, ladies and gentlemen. Crap, what was Legion's powers? I don't feel like looking it up on my phone.
0: If I remember correctly, that's what he looked like. Jesus. You got Storm... I believe that's, that's Cape. Cool. K- is, that
1: clo- is that cable or Colossus? Is oh, that,
0: the, that might be Colossus. Okay, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, and Rogue. Rogue, and- rogue, look at look at look at this. On this, this is not a preteen Rogue right here.
1: No, that's that that's that's an adult Rogue. And with
0: sh- Apocalypse,
1: power manipulation. He had multiple personalities, each with a different power. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: so the comic book one, if I remember correctly, is the red diamond on his forehead. I may be wrong. That one may be it.
1: That's Quicksilver, and then obviously Logan.
0: So that has to be Legion in this uh, rendition.
1: Yeesh. Nice kid you got there.
0: All right. Uh, Let's see. Apocalypse looks... To be a turning point in the X-Men comics. Yeah, we all know that. Oh, that's oh, it. that's it. Okay.
1: Oh, it's only ten facts, not the
0: Ah uh, gotcha. Okay.
1: Sorry, Miss Three Monarch, Exodus, and Oh Strife. for the Omega levels. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Alright, let's see what Cinema Blend has to say about the movie.
1: Facts we learned from the X Men Apocalypse commentary.
0: Full origins of Apocalypse and the explanation of his power in the X Men universe. Uh, explanations behind oh.
1: the Star Trek episode that was a Star Trek episode.
0: Oh, playing on the TV. Oh, oh. when he learned English. Oh, when he learned English right. in the modern tongue of the Egyptians.
1: Okay.
0: So in making of Days of Future Past, Star Trek Superfan Brian Singer and editor, composer John Ottoman got permission to feature an episode of the original series in their blockbuster. And they managed to do the same thing in the making of X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, what you may not recognize, however, is what is special about the particular episode that they selected. As it noted on the commentary, the clip playing in the television storm's home, or in the television in storm's home, is from "Who Mourns for Adonis," uh, which features the god Apollo oh. and has a big ending, and the character grow larger than life. This obviously was meant to mirror the 2016 feature, which Oscar, or which has Oscar Isaac's apocalypse grow to enormous size while telepathically battling James McAvoy's Professor X.
1: Oh, I thought that was just because his... Oh! I thought that was just, like, his, like, normal thing, but that's... Okay. Ryan Murphy for...
0: So, why X-Men fans should thank Ryan Murphy for... Evan Peters Quicksilver.
1: Uh. Okay.
0: All right, so it says it's no secret that X Men Days of Future Past added oh. Quicksilver to its roster of mutants surprisingly late in the process. It turned out that Brian Singer had a very clear vision of how he wanted the character to be portrayed. Specifically, he wanted Evan Peters for the part. Unfortunately for the filmmaker, the young actor was hard at work for the television series American Horror Story, mm-hmm. and had a full calendar to complete with, or compete with, excuse me. Obviously, everything worked out, but as Brian Singer noted, or notes on Apocalypse commentary, fans should all recognize HS showrunner ryan murphy for having a hand in that he successfully moved the production schedule around and allowed evan peters to join the x-men franchise allowing the young star to create what is universally agreed to be the best sequence in the film i want to see
1: which one is
0: They had a Return of the Jedi Easter egg in the movie. And they say Stan Lee's cameo is particularly special. Since 2002's Spider-Man, Stan Lee has maintained a tradition of cameoing in, in just about every film based on Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. X-Men Apocalypse is no different. Where the legendary writer appearing on screen as a hmm? as the t- tutorial villain the and tutorial? yeah sure whatever that fucking word is um, and disposing of is. the world's nuclear weapons. That being said, the this role is just a bit more special than the time <laughs> he drank Hulk's blood soda or as a DJ in a strip club.
1: which was in Deadpool. That That was great.
0: As seen in the screen grab above, which is Stan Lee holding an older woman, uh, the woman that Lee is holding in his arms is actually his wife, Joan Lee, making her big screen debut. The house that the couple is standing in front of...
1: Go away. There we go.
0: The hat is also the Marvel con is hit. He- oh, shit.
1: That's his actual house.
0: So this is his front Stanley's front door with Joan Lee, his wife.
1: Oh, that's so cool. So
0: his cameo and apocalypse was actually Stanley, his wife, Joan Lee in front of their actual home.
1: Oh, I like that. That's pretty cool. Why comic book movies are harder to make than dramas, according to Brian Singer.
0: I'll let you have this one.
1: Okay. Over the course of his career, Brian Singer has struck a good balance between intense drama and fantasy slash sci-fi blockbusters. He broke out back in the 1990s because of the Academy Award-winning *The Usual Suspects* and has titles like *Apt Pupil* and *Valkyrie* on his resume. But to date, he has also made four X-Men movies. Which of these does he view as being more difficult? According to the X-Men Apocalypse Commentary, it's the latter. This is exclusively based on the fact that Singer works to have his superhero movies feature the same level authentic drama and emotion as his non-comic book related titles. And has to do so with the characters wearing ridiculous outfits. This is pretty funny when you consider that Singer steered the franchise away from comic-accurate get-ups for characters at the very start of the series, but we still get the sentiment at which he's aiming.
0: Hence why they were in all black or actual flights, leather flight suits, versus their uh, blue and yellow.
1: Yeah, he stuck more towards the... There we go. You stuck towards more that than the comics. Because yeah. Scott's is more similar to the ones in the TV series. And so it was Nightcrawler's.
0: Yeah. Well, Nightcrawler, holy shit. His, his outfits have been all over the place throughout the movies.
1: Oh my God, let's not go there. Okay. So, why Quicksilver doesn't tell Magneto he's his son?
0: I'll let you have this one as well.
1: Thank you, because, like, I need to know. While Quicksilver confirms <laughs> that Michael Fasson bender Bender's Magneto is his father in X-Men Apocalypse, teni- telling Jennifer Lawrence's mystique about it when they are locked up together. It's information that the speedy hero decides not to share with his dad in the big finale of the film, given that it... W- would be potentially given magnetos to stop working for and about okay, with apocalypse. I'm not I'm not going into that, and continues his life. Many have wondered why the young mutant made his decision made this decision. According to Brian Singer and Simon Kinberg, it's all about context for their future relationship post reveal. The two filmmakers note that Quicksilver doesn't explain their connection because he doesn't want it to possibly poison any kind of bond they could have in the future. What would the reveal happening while the Master of Magnetism is working to end the world? Is it selfish? Sure. But Quicksilver is a flawed individual. Huh.
0: Yeah, he is quite flawed. He has shown that. Yeah. And it extended into WandaVision, too.
1: Yeah, We're not getting into that. Yeah. That that's all. Why Professor X's is chair is extra special at the end of the film? Isn't that the same one that? Uh...
0: So this is the one that is hand controlled versus uh, mentally controlled, um, and it's a it's a really a tripod wheelchair.
1: Yeah, it is, isn't it?
0: So in the last sixteen years, we've seen Professor Charles Xavier roll around in a number of different kinds of wheelchairs. With X Men: Days of Future Past, even going as far as to the to introduce one without wheels, which is the floating one when he gets off the jet initially in uh, the temple. Yeah. Um, in the case you didn't catch it, however, there is a sp- something sp- sp- particularly special about the one that James McAvoy is sitting in in the end of X Men: Apocalypse. That, in fact, that the chair that Patrick Stewart sat during the making of the X-Men movies all the way back in 2000. I knew it. It wasn't easy to find and acquire as the prop had been purchased by a collector and they needed to track it down. But they managed to get it in time to be featured in the closing shots of the last blockbuster in the franchise.
1: So not only does that collector have a chair that was used by Sir Patrick Stewart, but also James McAvoy.
0: So it was used twice in the movies, once before his purchase, which made it expensive, but now it's twice as much because it's been used twice, and they had to pay him to use it.
1: So he's just making bank. Just for owning
0: a fucking wheelchair.
1: Just, Just a wheelchair that somebody sat in, and that's it. Yep there's 11 Wow
0: that was fun that was good I enjoyed that
1: that was good because there was like a lot of flaws that we could talk about and just like enjoy yeah <laughs> I will never get over
0: oh my god
1: bow and arrow all strung out yeah I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look around everywhere instead of shooting at is what coming at my face makes perfect sense.
0: i can't get over that i'm hawkeye bitch (laughs) straight
1: through two hearts dead it's just like really
0: oh my god
1: shoot the people but don't shoot the birds like, like really and oh my god
0: that asshat probably was never even trained in a bow and yet, he hits so dead on, not paying attention.
1: Perfect shot. Just like, just perfect Hawkeye moment right there. Like, Clint Barton perfect. Just like, not even looking like, okay. Oh,
0: my God, yeah. Fling. But like, anyway. Jeez. <sighs> thankfully, this is finally over. And hopefully, next week, we'll be able to get into Logan, which is the next uh, movie in the cinematic releases or real-time releases. Granted, of course, this goes into the far, far, far future of events during this new timeline.
1: Yeah, because I found, uh, like, I was just literally scrolling through Facebook and, like, this, like, little, like, mean? did you know, no, like, did you know thing Okay, about why Logan aged. Because it's not that far from Days of Future Past of what he looked like. And, like, apparently the reason why he aged so rapidly is because, like, he was ingesting serum. Whether he knew about it or not, I don't know. I didn't really, like, it was kind of like a quick thing. But, like, that is why, like, he aged so rapidly. Because it's only, like, a few years in between. So I'm just like.
0: But this is also thinking about it like after Apocalypse which was set in the late 70s early 80s or 80s and 90s so after that Logan technically is set now because look at look at the advancements on the vehicles the vehicles are what would be considered the future all of them all the vehicles especially the the, I think it's an Oldsmobile that he's driving in Oldsmobile limo.
1: Don't ask me. I have yet to see the movie.
0: But if I'm correct, it's like 2020s, 2030s that Logan is actually set in.
1: 2029.
0: Okay, so yeah, I'm right there at it. Yeah. So it's in our not-so-distant future right now. It's 20-plus years after or 40-plus years after um, Apocalypse. But supposedly is the same timeline.
1: The future action for Days of Future Past is set in 2023. So that's only six years.
0: Difference. Difference. But it's a different timeline. Or is it the same timeline as the original because... Remember, age, after well, Days of Future Past, the timeline has changed.
1: Well no, age wise eh, 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 age wise for Logan, he would be the same age, but what happens in between is different, yes. But how he got to that point is saying that he was ingesting like some kind of serum or something. So the Logan we
0: see the, the Wolverine, the Logan we see in Logan is based on the comics of Old Man Logan. Yeah. Now, but the mindset is the same Logan as Days of Future Past pro or prior to the events that happen with the Human Apocalypse or the Mutant Apocalypse during Days of Future Past beginning movie.
1: After the timeline is reset. Yeah, I believe. Yes.
0: So, instead of a 6 year of mutant apocalypse that happens in days of future past this is new timeline
1: but something still happens yeah i think it's because of charles isn't it
0: so logan that we see in old man logan the movie logan yeah has the same memories after the mutant apocalypse, Logan. Yeah,
1: like he he, he yeah because he kept hence all why his he's memories.
0: hence why he's so protective of Charles.
1: Hey boys.
0: But also it affects Charles as well because think about it, Charles was completely sane in Days of Future Past.
1: Yeah, but then he got old. Like he was old before, but now he's like even But a older. whole
0: six years? Six years isn't long.
1: He has seizures
0: that developed from the new timeline. Yeah, that does not surprise me at all. The new timeline fucked all of them up.
1: It's going to be a tearjerker, ain't it? It is. It's going to be a tearjerker. Oh, Can you'll it? see. Dang
0: it. You'll see. But uh, anyway. Uh, I'm not ready so, for this. <laughs> uh, next week, as long as everything continues on uh, well and well, Neither of us are absolutely exhausted from our regular lifestyle. We will be talking about the movie Logan, uh, which was released in 2017, I think.
1: I'll look it up. Uh,
0: But we'll be talking about Logan, which again is based on the comics uh, storyline of Old Man Logan. And we will be going through that, kind of giving you the summary and what we thought about the movie. March
1: 3rd, 2017. So yes, you are correct.
0: All right. So 17 and uh, hopefully between now and then I can get the edits done and everything on uh, our previous episode of Deadpool, get that posted to red circle so it can go on Spotify and this one as well. Uh, but guys, thank you for joining us. I do do appreciate everybody that has come out during the live recordings on twitch.tv backslash MHP group therapy. And anybody that checks us out on YouTube, Madhouse presents group therapy guys. If you haven't already, please go hit up our YouTube, give us a little sub, click that notification bell. So you can check out new episodes as they premiere uh, we will have high-definition, 1080p-quality videos. Uh, no real graphic hoo-hahs that you see on most streams. Uh, but Ooh-ha. we're there. Hoo-hahs? Yeah, hoo-ha. hoo-ha. Oh, All the graphic displays, the fancy transitions, none of that bullshit.
1: A little bit of my northern genes just died.
0: <laughs> you know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs>
1: because
0: you're in the South.
1: Bitch, I am still northern, (laughs) uh,
0: but thank you again for joining us. Please check out uh, Red Circle, where you can get some exclusives if you decide to do a reoccurring donation to our channel. Uh, one dollar a week, I think it's like six dollars and monthly, and then 50 or so dollars annually. Uh, each tier has a different uh, benefit to it. Uh, at any tier, if you are a re- reoccurring uh, donator and supporter of the podcast, you will have your name featured in the show notes every week that we post. Um, with the mid-tier or $6 tier, you will not only get that, but also also you start getting benefits um, once we get our first person or people's uh, into that tier, we will start doing ex- exclusive episodes where we do a movie night, or we don't post to the regular things, and we just sit here and we talk to people on Discord. If you go into the Twitch channel, or I'll links in the show notes to the Madhouse Discord channel that has um, some extra spots for the uh, podcast. Uh, we will be, once we get some tiers into the exclusives, uh, we'll be doing movie nights once a week. Or, or actually, let's start out once a month. What do you think about that? Once a month, we do an extra episode where yeah. we sit live in Discord and watch a movie. Kind of like, uh, what what was that old school thing where they're sitting there? We're, we'll be bad critics, bad moviegoers where we sit and stop the movie, talk throughout the movie. There you go. And... Just have fun with it um and then the annual uh subscription on Red Circle or reoccurring donations <laughs> um you get a free merch item every year for free hoodies, hats, cups, shit like that for free every year mm. so there are benefits. Um, But once we get in there and hopefully soon we'll have some merch that are available. But guys, thank you again. I'm Joker. You can find me at uh, NLMP on Twitch. Also NLMP Joker on Twitter and NLMP Gaming on Instagram. Jordan, where can they find you?
1: Um, Since I have recently changed my... Name from, Rebrand. rebranded, yes. Um, from Unreal Style TTV to Blind underscore sound, um, which is on Twitch. Um, on tw- I'm only really on Twitter, uh, and that to is to retweet yeah.
0: mine and the podcast stuff
1: and anything that I think that looks nice. Pretty much, there's a lot of good oh, scenery. Oh, pretty, yeah, there's a lot of good scenery. Um, and that is uh, Blind Sound 12.
0: Where's the twelfth come into play?
1: Capricorn, it's the twelfth zodiac sign. Oh,
0: well, Think. at least it's not like you're the twelfth one with that name.
1: No, I looked up because it was uh, because Blind Sound was already taken, and I didn't want like a, I wanted something to like actually mean it instead of just like something random. So I looked up like what Capricorn, what number it was on the list,
0: the zodiac list,
1: the zodiac list, and it's number twelve. I'm like 12 it is.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I put actual meaning into my rebrand this time.
0: Ooh, I just thought about a logo. So instead of the like static face thing that we currently have for you. Yeah. What about we do a blindfold with headphones on?
1: I like that. Yes. We're gonna yeah. have to 12 more. I'm gonna have to like come over.
0: We'll have to figure out like if we take a picture and then I draw from there, or if we just use a an actual hybrid of dr- digital drawing and photo, or whatever. Or we'll figure it out. We'll get it. Yeah, we'll get we'll, it. We'll, we'll get it drawn it. up. Yeah, we'll talk. Oh, about I'm excited about, about this I know, now.
1: Right? Like I'm like, ooh, so many ideas now. <laughs> I like it.
0: <laughs> Shut up, bitch.